1: Can we discern a truer path through certain spiritual practices, like, for instance, can prayer help, or runes, or I Ching, or Tarot, or other methods of alignment? We all want to be in the flow of universal energy. We want to know what we want to know, and we want to feel secure in our knowing. Well, this show is going to be all about that inner knowing, so be here. You'll be glad you were. So let's talk about what we mean by truest path. Last week we talked about the idea of wrong and right and whether or not there actually was a wrong and right or whether those are just concepts that we've made up sort of to glue ourselves together and to sort of glue our society together. Um, and we concluded that there is there is such a thing as true or false, not so much wrong or right. And those, those ideas are based in... You know, the a the, uh, morality, an idea of morality, that you can be on the wrong path, and then you're being evil. And when you're being evil, then you're you're headed in some horrible direction. And in some uh, religions, that means you're going to hell. And other means, it, it, in others, it means you're going to have some bad karma. Uh, whatever the case, these are all ideas that we've come up with to try to understand our lives and uh, and so when we talk about finding a direction for our lives those ideas enter into the equation they 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 scare us they tell us there's a wrong way we could go and if we went the wrong way we're going to be in serious trouble so do i believe there's consequences for our actions absolutely uh, not all the time but sometimes there's some consequences for our actions there's many actions that go, don't receive any consequences. There's people all over the world who are committing crimes right now that nobody will ever find out about, and it will never receive a consequence. Um, you know, somebody, people would say, well, that means what goes around comes around, they'll get theirs, you know, they're going to get their karma. I don't know whether that's true or not. I don't know whether people ever get their just reward for the crime they've committed, the crimes they've committed. What I do know, however, is that we are in a steady pattern of growth. And so, I, before we talk about anything else, I want to explain to you uh, what I believe is the true version of karma and what was originally intended karma to mean. So, karma is not uh, you did something bad in one life, so you're going to get something bad in the next life. And then, if the next li- in the next life, you'll if you correct it, you'll get something good in that life. Or you, I shot you in the last life, so this life you have to shoot me. It's, it's that's a real um, infantile way of looking at it. I think that karma is a much richer concept than we've ever come to know uh, in our Western approach to karma. In the more Eastern versions of karma, the ones that are the deeper spiritual uh, meanings, esoteric meanings, karma is an energy. It's an energy of the soul. And it, what it intends to do is bring us closer and closer to awareness of who we are as divine beings. So what karma is, is in every lifetime that energy that, uh, that pulls us, urges us to do that which will teach us, will help us to understand, will help us to get to another uh, a deeper reality, uh, a more mysterious version of the mystery a more uh, uh, truthful version of the esoteric. Uh, so, So what we're looking for here is a soul for energy that helps us get closer and closer to who we are as divine beings. Now, some people would say, well, that means you can't do anything wrong. And I would say that even our mistakes can be great teachers to us. So rather than thinking that on, as we talk about spiritual guidance today, that we're going to find the path that's right instead of the path that's wrong, I want, to, I want to say that we're going to find the path that gets us into alignment with the presence of the divine. And that is the divine in us, not just the divine out there somewhere, but the divine that's in us. Uh, so uh, what, do we, what do we use? How can we discern a truer path for ourselves? Well, some people say that prayer helps, and I, I'm a proponent of prayer. I believe that prayer is very, very helpful because it helps me get into alignment with my own soul, my own spirit, and with the divine in whatever way I see the divine. And so prayer can be very helpful. There's been some scientific studies that, that show that when pray, people are prayed, people that are ill are prayed for, they get better faster than people who are not prayed for. Um, and, uh, and I think that what prayer does is put us in alignment with the I am that is within us. The I am is the same, is the same energy as the divine. The I am is the to be the great to be T O B E to be the great infinitive to be, uh, the desire to be, I am, that's what I am is. I am the desire to be, I am. And that is in all of us, it is in every human being, regardless of religion, regardless of race, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of anything, that I am is within all of us. It is the great commission to be, and it is beingness itself, and I call it also the soul. So when you hear me use the word soul, and you hear me use the word authentic self, and when you hear me use the word spirit, those are all interchangeable terms I do not make a distinction between them. I do not think there is a distinction between them. Um, and you can decide to agree or disagree. Some people say that the spirit is very different from the soul and that soul is very different from the self. I say the authentic self and the soul and the spirit are all one and the same. Um, I, I don't need those distinctions to find uh, that my alignment. So, uh, so we're, when we talk about those today, if you hear me use the word soul, you can also interchange it with authentic self. When you hear me use the word spirit, you can interchange that with soul or authentic self um, because that's the deepest essence of who we are, the deepest essence of who we are. It is also the essence at the heart of joy. It is the essence at the heart of peace. Those, those attributes uh, that we attribute to meditation and uh, beingness, Come from that source, which the source is that essence, and that and that essence is that uh, constituent element of the divine that's in all of us. So we are all a part, molecularly, if you want to use that metaphorically, you can say we're a molecular component of the of the divine. We are all that. We've just forgotten that that's who we are, and that's why we do crazy things, and that's why we do things that we think we have to do to survive. We have to kill somebody else in order to survive. We have to rob somebody else in order to survive. We have to rape somebody else because our sense of self is so diminished that we think that doing that is gonna give us some sense of power. We have to hurt somebody else because it makes us feel powerful. Those are the things we think we have to do. When people do those things, they're generally speaking fairly desperate. And uh, uh, what that means is that desperation comes from that deep-seated fear of not surviving and not surviving can mean we don't survive uh mentally emotionally psychologically spiritually or physically or all of those Um, so we have this deep-seated fear of not surviving and so we 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 do these things that are that seem so desperate um and and that we might if we think about it if we're not cold-hearted psychopaths we might think later to regret those things um but that that idea means that that you know there's a wrong path so i I, what if i get on the wrong path and i do those terrible things well well i keep thinking about that old buddhist story uh about the two buddhist monks were sitting at the edge of heaven and they see one of their uh friends come up toward heaven and he he's been a drunk all of his life and one monk says to the other monk, say, he says, you know, that guy's got a lot of more lives left to to complete. He's, he's not gotten off the wheel of samsara. And the other monk looks at him and he says, oh no, this is his last life. He's done with the wheel of samsara. He will not reincarnate again. And the other monk looks at him and he says, what do you mean? He's been a drunk all of his life. And he, the other one looks back and says, he needed humility. And alcoholism got him humility. That was the last thing he needed before he got off the wheel of samsara. So you see, we look at people's lives and we say, that's the wrong path. They're on the wrong path. They're doing something evil. They're doing something terribly wrong. But uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that we can do that. I'm not so sure that any one of us could ever know what's going on in the psychology and in the karma the real karma of another person what how they are getting themselves closer to the divine through a lifetime of whatever and and so i don't think it's ours to decide that and uh... so we hear a lot of judgment going on in in the western world today a lot of people having very high moralistic uh... uh values and some of those slip in the face of politics uh, they slip down the slippery slopes and the morals don't matter anymore the politics do uh... You know, So we see that as well. So we see a lot of hypocrisy as well. And, uh, and we can call that for what it is, but also know that it has some kind of power in it to teach the people that are participating in it something special, something that they will use throughout their journey through eternity to bring them closer to the divine self. So when we talk about uh, spiritual paths and whether or not one is uh, how to get onto the supposed right path, what we're not going to be talking about is uh, right and wrong. We're going to be talking about true and false. So when I said, can prayer help? The answer is yes. It can get us into alignment. Prayer is a way of accessing the divine. Um, Meditation is another way of accessing the divine. And, And what we do is quietly ask for what we wish, uh, as and, uh, or, and or quietly meditate uh, concentrating on our breathing or concentrating on uh, the light within or concentrating on the, pow- the power of the divine within some special point of focus that allows us to sort of not uh, be all caught up in earth consciousness and rather be in a more meditative state and that allows us to access the deeper self. Prayer can also keep us out of touch with alignment of, with the authentic self, the soul, the spirit, um, by being a litany of of things we should pray about. For example, there's a lot of people that have an order for the prayer life that we're supposed to have. We're supposed to pray in a certain order. We're supposed to pray, uh, praise God first, pray for others second, and pray for the self last. And if you can't do it in that order, well, then it's not it's not a real legitimate prayer. And so I have heard and seen people uh, pray it that way. And by the time they get to praying for themselves, they they're, they're so, felt so guilty about all the people that they were praying for, or felt so bad about not being able to get themselves into a state of gratitude that they can't really get to a real sincere prayer for themselves. And so sometimes that doesn't work. When we try to uh, contrive anything Uh, based in an identity Uh, and an identity is based in that need to survive that we spoke of a minute ago Uh, and there's several other shows about identity so i'm not going to go into detail about that now but uh, when we when we're striving contriving and striving and trying to please some some uh, measurement of the self with our prayers it's generally not a sincere prayer and it doesn't help us get into alignment with spirit or soul or authentic self or the divine so prayer can help, but we have to use prayer as a genuine attempt to access the divine in us and in, in, in the divine that's in all things. Um, so there's other, some other instruments that are out there that are useful for that, for guidance. Uh, but again, I, I, here's what I want to say, and I want to really um, uh, strongly emphasize this, that any, any instrument we use, uh, to get some spiritual guidance does not it, it is not in and of itself the guide it is not in and of itself helping us to to get in touch with uh, our alignment rather it is the self that is connecting with the instrument that helps us to get in touch with the self so uh, in other words the source is the source of source mm. um uh, so it's important for us to, to realize that, uh, that where, where everything is coming from is the self, the authentic self, the soul, the spirit. Um, so let, let's keep that in mind as we go, that any of these instruments that we're talking about are just instruments that are useful to the self to help us get in touch with the self. So uh, when we talk about these instruments, the runes, the I Ching, the Tarot, uh, astrology, those are some of the primary methods that are sort of out there today. There's others, of course, but these are some of the things that people talk about as methods of getting in touch with their own alignment. And I call it methods of getting in touch with our alignment instead of methods of getting uh, direction or uh, divination because I want to reiterate and reemphasize that it is the self that gives us this information. The self reaches out to these instruments, grabs something useful, and brings it to our attention. That's how I want to say this. Um, Carl Jung called it synchronicity. It was the same exact kind of thing that he said, uh, you know, where he came up with the word, or I don't know whether he actually came up with the word or not, but he used the word synchronicity to describe an event in his office Um, when he was talking with a client or a patient and he, and the patient had a dream about a scarab beetle and the, the man was describing the scarab beetle in his dream. And at that very moment, they heard a click on the window outside the office and they turned both of them and looked and there was a scarab beetle on the outside of the window. And what that said to Jung was that this message from the scarab beetle must be very, very important or it wouldn't have come up in the external as well as the internal. And so he called that synchronicity. And I think that's a good way of describing these methods of alignment because what it means is that the soul reaches out to the method, grabs something useful and brings it to our attention so that we can see it. So again, it's the self that is giving us the direction, not the instrument itself. Um so uh when we talk about things like the I Ching let's just briefly talk about that we're going to take a break in just a few minutes but uh and and I'll interrupt this to to take that break and come back to it but the I Ching uh the word means classic of changes and it can be consulted as an oracle but it comments on your current situation and does not predict the future and I really like that about the I Ching because it's the current situation that leads us to the future it is right now that is a, is a predicator of the future, and uh, right now is what we need to know about because that's the thing we can do something about. So uh, it, what uh, I Ching is—it's really complicated um, for me. Um, it's it's not my favorite instrument uh, because it's so complex. It uh, uses uh, um, uh, several different—you toss the coin several different times and and then you put them in a certain order and then they, they are you're able to read those and they give you information and the information is deeply spiritual information based in the uh, the arcane world of uh, of understanding of life it's not it's not based in just the surface you're going to get rich you're going to mer- meet somebody new you're going to you know, buy a new car, none of that. It's, it's more the, the deeper secrets of life. And I think all of these instruments can get us to those deeper deeper secrets as well. So we're going to be talking about more of those right after the break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this break.
0: Your world, motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Don't you just wish sometimes that life could come with a do-over button? We'd probably use it a lot more than we think. What if there was one do-over button you could use each week? Make that place the Voice America Empowerment Channel for Code to Grace, the empowered women's guide to life, with host Marilyn Mosier. Marilyn and her guests will help you find the key to break free from the chains of your life and start anew. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment.
2: If you are looking for your own personal journey of peace and balance while living and thriving in our sophisticated world, tune into A Voice of Reason with Kathy Horton and Sherry Petro serdell The show is one part spirituality and one part psychology. We have so many opportunities for growth in the challenging times we face today. On this program, we discover the resources and scientific breakthroughs to master the challenges and find success. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red Says, Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We all have unique experiences and outlooks when it comes to leadership and team building, yet sometimes we clash, even when trying to achieve the exact same goals. Check out Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Your host is Dr. Cass Henry. A shared journey equals success, and every human interaction has the power to achieve this success by working together. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll-free, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews
1: we're back talking today about spiritual guidance and what we've said thus far is that uh, spiritual guidance is not the uh, path to the right way or the wrong way rather it can lead us to something truer within ourselves that gets us into alignment with the deeper self the soul the spirit the divine within us so that's uh that's the purpose and what we've also said and, and i emphasized this twice in the last section that uh That uh, what happens when we consult a different instrument of guidance, such as the I Ching, the Tarot, the runes, or or astrology, is that that something within us reaches out to grab some information from that instrument, and we can then find it useful to us. So uh, it is not something that the instrument does by itself. The instrument links with us in a synchronistic way. Uh, we link with it in a synchronistic way uh, so that we can get the information we need. So um, it isn't random and it isn't uh, magic as magic uh, in the sense that we, uh, we, uh, there's no self involved. It's some, some external force of magic that happens. It's rather an internal synchronistic event. Um, so we talked a little bit about I Ching and that's the one I know the least about. Um, so I wanted to just let you know that in, in advance, if you want to study it, you certainly can get online and learn much more about it. And, um, it is, uh, it is an instrument that I do know some people who use it and find it very, very useful and find it to be a very spiritual and, uh, calming, uh, instrument of alignment. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're interested at all in that particular Thing I would encourage you to study it. The tarot is an interesting um, s- instrument of guidance. Uh, it was first known as uh, trioni- trionfi. Uh, it's a pack of playing cards uh, that was used from the mid-15th century in various parts of Europe to play games such as Italian tarocchi and French tarot. In the late 18th century, it began to be used for divination in the form of tarotology or cartomancy, the cards are tra- traced by some occult writers to ancient Egypt or the Kabbalah, but there is no documented evidence of such origins or of the usage of tarot for divination before the 18th century. Like the common playing cards, the tarot has four suits, which make up the minor arcana, which the m- minor arcana means lesser secrets, and each suit has 14 cards. With this, And then there's a separate 21-card suit that's called the major arcana, which means greater secrets. So, when you look, when you use the tarot, you pick several cards depending on which kind of reading you're going to do, and uh, you usually shuffle the cards first, and then you uh, you might uh, also uh, you know play with the cards a little bit to make sure they're really mixed up good, and then uh, you pick out a, the, a certain number of cards depending again on the kind of reading you're doing. And then you turn those over, and they give each one of those cards has certain information that can be read that can help you figure out what's going on, and they are used in combination with the other cards in that particular reading. So it's not just one card by itself that you read. You read that card in combination with what's going on with the other cards. And uh, so you'll get some things that are lesser secrets, and those what I consider to be the more surface events in your life, And then you'll have the major arcana cards, which those will be the greater secrets. And those are telling you what's going on at the soul level of those same experiences. So what's happening in our lives is a great alchemy. So that things are happening on the surface level that uh, create a chemistry, if you will, for uh, the deeper soul level. And the the soul level then uh, is also a catalyst for those events that spurns those events on to further uh, create a chemistry for more information for the soul to use. So it also then becomes a catalyst again for further events. So there's this great, big, long lifetime of chemistry that's going on in our lives. And the goal of that, according to Carl Jung and others who've studied alchemy, is to bring us to wholeness, is to bring us to a full awareness of who we are as an authentic self. So, uh, so these cards can help us not only understand maybe what's going on on the surface level of our lives and what could be happening in the, on the surface level, but also they can help us know these greater secrets that have to do with that chemistry that's going on at the soul level. So uh, I find Tarot to be useful at times uh, and, and uh, it, can, it can be very helpful in understanding, like I said, those deeper secrets. I want to know not only what's going on, you know, what might be going on in my life on a surface level, but I want to know what might be going on at that soul level so that I can align my surface level, my uh, the way I live my life, with that deeper soul level. Um, and so that's why tarot can be very helpful. And I think I Ching could be very helpful in that way as well, as can the runes. The word rune means mystery, whisper, or secret. I like that because what that means is it's going to take me immediately to that deeper level that level where where the soul is talking about what's going on. The, the, at, at the soul level, this is going on. And on the surface level, this other thing is going on. And uh, the runes can get us very quickly to to that, what's going on at the soul level. Uh, they're, they're less complex than either the A-ching or the, uh, the Tarot, which may be why I prefer the runes. I do prefer them. Um, But they're meant to be consulted for the spiritual or soulful meaning behind the current events. And you can also use them to look into the future. Runic inscriptions have been found on stones, jewelry, weapons, and objects dating back to the 3rd century A.D. But it's likely that they existed long before that. So they're very ancient. And some people say they came strictly from the Nordic culture, but other people say they came from other uh, earlier cultures, like like uh, uh, ancient Egypt and uh, places like that, so um, they are very old. And one of the things that I like about the runes is that each one of the stones has a special uh, meaning. And of course, like the tarot, they can be uh, the, the meaning can be if you turn it the, a certain way, it has one meaning, and if you turn it the other way, it has another meaning. And so it depends on how the how it lands when you uh, pull the stones out of the bag or however you do that with the stones. Um, And so a a reading consists of setting these stones up in a certain pattern and or sometimes people just draw one stone for a reading for the day um, and uh, they can give you information about what's going on at that soul level, what's really happening at that deeper soul level. So it might also tell you some of the things that might be happening. It's not going to say you're going to get a new car. It's not going to say you're going to get rich. It's not going to say that you're going to get that new job. But it can tell you what's going on at the soul level and it give you hints about what's going on in, on the surface level so that you can use the soul level as chemistry to help you understand the surface level. And I really like that approach because it's a deeper approach. Um, than just uh, you know uh, whether or not you're going to find somebody to love. A lot of people that do psychic readings uh, will say that they get uh, they get a lot of people who want to call up and say, am I going to meet somebody? Am I going to get rich? Am I going to get that job? Can I got a new car now? They want to know about that just about the surface level. They don't want to know anything else. And the thing I like about these instruments that we're talking about is that, they go for that deeper level. The I Ching, the Runes, and the Tarot, all three help us to understand the greater secrets, the deeper mystery about what's going on on the spiritual level, not just what's going on on the surface level. Astrology is another one, and I am an astrologer. I do provide readings for people. Um, so uh, if you're ever interested in that, you can certainly contact me for those. But uh, one of the things that, that I believe is true about astrology is first and foremost we all have choices and no nothing can give you a fate that denies you your choice there's no instrument of 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 um alignment that can take away your power to choose what you are going to do in a given scenario so uh, astrology tells you uh, what your chart was, looks like at, at the natal level, the day you were born. It's like the, somebody took a picture of the sky over the exact same spot you were born at the exact moment that you were born. And, the, and from that picture, we can draw out the puzzle that explains um, some of the challenges in your life and explains some of the gifts that you have and explains how you may perceive life. Uh, And uh, so those things really are helpful to help us understand where we are in life. But again, they don't predict a fate. They don't say this is what's going to happen. When we look at people's charts like Adolf Hitler, we can see a great leader or we can see a person who was a sociopath. Um, And just so he had choices and he made the choices he made. And uh, so that's true for all of us. And in any given scenario we have various choices and that's why we want to look for spiritual guidance because we want to be able to have that inner knowing about what the next choice would be be for us. What would be the one that would get us into the greatest alignment with our truest soul. And uh, so that's why we use these instruments. Astrology, uh, a lot of people get astrology really confused because with uh, a horoscope. Astrology is not the same as a horoscope. A horoscope takes your sun sign only, and it takes a group of people, uh, 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 sun signs with uh, uh, p- under a particular sign, like Aquarius or Scorpio or Leo or something like that, and they tell what's going to happen for the entire group of people, and they're basing it on people of a certain age, and it might not be true for people of younger age or older age, but it might be true of, of people of a certain demographic that they're trying to reach through the marketing of that particular magazine or newspaper. So they take that age group and they say what's you know what the horoscope might be for a sun sign of Leo or a sun sign of Scorpio or a sun sign of Aquarius or a sun sign of Sagittarius. And that's it. That's all you get out of a horoscope. And so some days you'll look at it and you go, wow, this is really applicable to me. And other days you look at it and go, meh, not so much. So, uh, you know, a horoscope is not an accurate instrument of, of guidance. And I do not recommend it as an instrument of guidance. On the other hand, astrology can be very, very helpful in helping us make decisions. And that it helps us understand what might be going on at a surface level and what might be going on at the deeper spiritual level because it looks at the particular planets and the configurations of those planets and how each planet impacts the other planets and how each planet's sun's, uh, excuse me, how each planet's sign impacts the other planets and how each planet's signs, uh, excuse me, I have to keep saying the wrong words, uh, how each planet's house impacts the other planets. And so uh, there's, a, there's, a lot going on there, an interaction going on, and this great, this great orchestral, symphonic movement that's happening through astrology. And what I've discovered is that the, the same theme gets repeated and repeated and repeated again and again throughout the astrological reading. So that you'll you'll see, for example, one of the things I do is I start off when I when I do a reading with the North Node and the South Node to try to find out where that person's coming from, from either a previous hmm. life. Or another, uh, or an early, early birth. However, you want to believe that. Whether you believe in previous lives, that or not is not important. Where they're coming from and where they're going to. So the south node is where they're coming from. The north node is where they're going to. And I look at that energy, and I and I try to understand where what that's all about. What house it's in. What sign it's in. Uh, each one is in and and try to understand what's going on there. And then what I find very frequently is that same exact theme is repeated throughout the chart in several different ways. And so that becomes this big sort of harmonic uh, convergence of information that helps me to know, okay, this is the general path this person is on. This is what this person is trying to accomplish in this life. And then everything else is is working with that to try to make that happen. So... Um, so when we work on it from that perspective, which I think is a very holistic perspective, what happens is people go, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, that's really true. And that's the feeling you get with several of these instruments, that there's this oh, my God feeling that oh, this is really true for me. And uh, I remember a time in my life when I consulted the rooms room several times over a period of uh, two months, let's say, about the same exact problem so the problem was an ongoing problem and i consulted the runes uh several times about that same problem and what i got every time was the exact same reading every time i picked the same stone i reached into a bag stirred the stones up over and over and over and over again and then picked one without seeing what it was and every time it was the same stone now, you got to know there's some kind of synchronicity there. And every time it was the same exact information. And finally, I was able to have the strength and courage that it took to go, okay, I get it. This is not going to go away. I'm going to have to do what it should. It, it seems to be telling me to do. And I did it. And, of course, my life has been much better since that time. So, uh you know, that's the kind of energy you can get from these kind of spiritual practices that really do help us to get into alignment. What what happened there was I got it. I had to agree. I had to make the choice to get into alignment with my deeper self, my more essential self. And I did. And it worked out really well. Yeah, I could have chosen something else. Uh, I'm really glad I didn't. <laughs> but I could have. And we all have that option. So the fact that we have choices uh, makes this need for spiritual guidance all the more important, that we that we uh, try to get into alignment with the truer path. Not a right path, but a truer path. Uh, so, so these are some of the practices that we can use to help us get into alignment. And what, what they do, however, is help us to know the deeper self, help us to understand who we are at a deeper level, who we are as divine beings, who we are as divine self, who we are as people totally connected to in oneness with the divine, rather than people who live separately. In earth consciousness, we live uh, separate from the divine, and we have to find some way to connect to the divine, because we're always separate unless we find some way to connect. And of course, there's all these ideas out there about sin and how that disconnects us and about um, you know, uh, bad karma and how that disconnects us, and things like that that help us to shame ourselves into believing that we're not really connected to the divine. But uh, in all the documents out there, all of the sacred texts out there, there's a basic uh, sameness to the general underlying esoteric message, which is we are one with the divine and we've just forgotten who we are. So that's a really important theme to remember as we go into looking at spiritual practices that help us to get to spiritual guidance. Um, So we're going to talk about this some more right after the break. We'll be right back right after this.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
2: If you're ready for big changes in less than one month's time, you're ready to tune in for Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. It's where healing meets the law of attraction in an engaging package. You'll hear from guests and callers as they share their stories, offer solutions to life's challenges, and much more. With Dr. Mary's approach, even a child could effectively learn and apply the concepts discussed on each week's show. Listen live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time 10 a.m pacific on voice america empowerment are you ready to tackle the rules of business you may think you're doing everything by the book following your own best practice beliefs bringing in endless consultants only to find that your business is not moving forward that's where you need to stop and figure out where things are going wrong enter business rules with host peter feinstein Peter and his guests will break it all down for you to help you and your business succeed. Listen Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment.
0: It's time to transform your life. Start by tuning in to The Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. Glenise combines business, relationships, wealth, life, and a whole lot of magic to create abundance and prosperity in every part of your life. It's all done through straight and often frank discussions in the best way that Glenise knows how. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Master your life with The Glenise Show. Have you always known that something different was possible for your life and in the world? What if you could create beyond your current reality? If your relationships, finances, business, health and life could be anything, What would they be? Join Heather Nichols for an invitation to discover what is true for you in every area of your life and for conversations loaded with pragmatic tools for how to create it. Listen live every Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European time for Creating Beyond Reality on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll-free, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews.
1: And we're back talking today about spiritual guidance. How do we know that we're on the truest path? And what we said thus far is we're not looking for the right path as opposed to the wrong path because uh, I don't believe there's a right path or a wrong path. There is a truer path, however, the path that gets us closer to alignment with who we actually are. And uh, there are some special instruments that we can use that can help us to get in alignment with uh, that truest path. We've said prayer can help. We've also said the runes, the I Ching, the Tarot, and the astrology can all be very, very helpful. I think it's interesting that some, some religions condemn these instruments of guidance because um, they believe that they're of the devil. And that, of course, means that what we're talking about is that uh, some instruments are uh, evil and some are good. And so uh, when we're when we're looking at these instruments, we're looking at uh, something that some people might call evil. Some people say that these things are, you know, not uh, not of God at all, and are, are not something that we should use. So, um, when it comes to understanding these things, we have to look past those those admonitions to stay away from those. And some people might have a difficult problem with that. Some people might have a problem. Um, acknowledging that um, these instruments have value and have worth for us. Um, So, you know, there's some problematic areas with looking at these instruments, so you might have to do some research and search your own soul as to whether or not you think that they're instruments that you could use. Um, But uh, there's also another instrument that I really find very, very helpful, and that is the instrument of peace. Now, we don't think of peace usually as an instrument We think of peace as a feeling we get or uh, a a calmness that comes over us uh, for whatever reason. Sometimes we get a little calmer just because we know that things are safe, things are good. We have enough money in the bank. We have enough food on the table. We have enough uh, love in our lives. We have, have, excuse me, nobody's mad at us. Things are going really well. So, okay, things are really okay. Uh, And uh, other times, however... Even when things are going okay, some people are still remain anxious because they've got some old psychological issues about, you know, uh, can't really relax or can't let go or, or um, fi- find it difficult to believe that the universe can really be kind to you. Um, those things are those, are, those are areas that we have to look into when we look into the human mind. But peace The kind of peace I'm talking about can also be an instrument that goes beyond the circumstances of a given day and uh, helps us to know who we are at that deepest level because we are the source of our own peace. We are the source of our own guidance. We are the source, and we are attached to the ultimate source, the supreme source. And so we we are not here alone. There is no aloneness. There is oneness only. And so because everything is one, we are attached to everything else. And we can, because of that attachment, because of that deep abiding connection, we have the power to know uh, what's going on in the world, what's going on in our lives, what's going on inside of us. We have the power to come to a deep inner knowing, and sometimes peace can help us get that knowing. So what do I mean by that? So suppose you are worried about something, and you don't know which path to take, and you, uh, you... suddenly come up with an idea about a new path that you haven't thought of before. And along with that new idea comes this deep feeling of warmth in your chest and a sense that, you know, uh, a sense of yes, a sense of yes, this is, this is something true. A deep inner resonance that says, yeah, this is, this is really true. And uh, it also comes with a calmness and a, a sense of uh, um, security that allows you to believe that, okay, this path must be a a true path for me. And so what you've done is you've gone within yourself to use the instrument of yourself to to be the source of your own inner knowing. And you've come to that because you listened. So listening is key to inner guidance. Listening is key to any kind of spiritual guidance. You know, in that instance that I... Talked about a little while ago, where I got the same message from the runes over and over again over a two-month period of time, and I finally decided to agree to go ahead and do what I felt I was being guided to do. Uh, you, I could have chosen. I could have said no. I could have. I could have said no. That's too hard. That's too embarrassing. That's too, you know, difficult. That's too risky. That's too whatever I could have thought it to be and I could have just decided not to do it. And uh, that would have been my option, and of course I would have learned something from that as well, because as we said earlier, there is no wrong path, there's no right path, all of it is trying to get us to a deeper understanding of who we are as divine beings. Even our mistakes, even the things that we do that might be considered to be evil, even those things can bring a soul and all other souls attached to it, to a deeper place of understanding who we are as divine beings. So all of it is useful to the divine energy, all of it. Um, and we we don't want to hear that. We don't want to know that because that's just, that takes away our idea that there's a right and the wrong. and We count a lot on that because we think that our inner knowing is based on external knowledge. Okay. So for example, and I've talked about this previously in other shows, this is just one example of many when people decide that an external sacred text is inerrant, that it has no mistakes in it, that it has come directly out of God's mouth and been written on the paper in flames of fire, that that can be the only truth, and only the understanding we have of it, of course, is the truth, then what we've done is we've attached ourselves to an external way of getting uh, guidance. And that's why I wanted to be really clear that the I Ching, the Runes, the Tarot, Astrology, those methods of alignment are not in and of themselves the truth. The, something within us, the source within us reaches out and grabs information from that in the same way that certainly we can read the text of, of some sacred text or the, the Bible, for example, and find something beautiful and something useful there. Uh, On the other hand, if it's it's taken as I must listen to what Pastor John says about that Bible, and Pastor John is right in his interpretation of the translation of the translation, and the translation is absolutely correct, and it comes from God's mouth to his mouth, then, you know, I have to follow it. Even though I don't feel it, even though I don't have any peace with it, even though it doesn't seem to agree with who I am, I have to follow it. So, for example, there are a lot of people who are gay or transgendered or anything like that, that have a really, really difficult time deciding that who they are is okay, because some external uh, translation of a translation of a translation and an interpretation of that translation has told them that it's wrong for them to be the way they are. And, uh, of course, that's not what those texts actually say when you look at the root language. That's a whole other show. But uh, that uh, nobody's looking at the root language. They're looking at the translation of the translation of the translation and the interpretation of that translation, and they're saying this is what it means and this is what you have to do. So forget about who you are. Let's not get in alignment with who you are. Let's do what the external thing says to say. So, so all of these things that I'm talking to you about with regard to spiritual practice, none of them can be counted on in and of themselves we have to go inside of ourselves to get an alignment with the self and so once when if we do that then the i ching the runes the tarot the astrology the bible the the you know the bhagavad gita the and peace prayer all these things can be very very helpful to us but if we don't go inside to ourselves then these are just other external sources that's all they are they don't have the energy to give us spiritual guidance unless we connect to the inner self in the process. So that's really, really important. And so this method of using peace as an instrument can be very, very helpful. If this thing gives you peace, then that might be a path to follow. If it doesn't give you peace and you're still kind of uh, uncertain, then, then it might not be the time to make a decision. One of the things I find with regard to spiritual guidance is that people want a decision today. They want to know exactly what to do today, but today might not be the day you're going to get that information. Uh, Today might be a day you get a little more information, but it may not be enough to make the decision. So there's a time for waiting. Um, There's a passage in the Bible that I really love. It's in the Old Testament, the Jewish Tanakh, the Old Testament of the Christian Bible, that says, uh, He who waits on the Lord will rise up with the wings of eagles. He will run and not faint. He will walk and not be weary. And I, I really think that's a beautiful text, because what it says is waiting on that instruction, waiting on that kind of uh, I am leadership, the leadership that comes from the I am within us, the I am that, that is the desire to be I am, that is within us and is also in all things. That, that Waiting on that for guidance is very, very important. So when people say to me, well, I just don't know, I say, well, maybe it's not time to know. You know, when it's time to know, you'll know. When it's not time to know, you won't know. And so it's okay to just sit with, I don't know yet. Just sit with, I don't know yet. And sometimes even in the sitting with, I don't know, we come to a knowing. But sometimes when we sit with, I don't know, we just don't know. And we can just sit in that mystery and wait until something reveals itself. And so, you know, trusting that something will reveal itself is very, very important. And so that's trusting the inner self. That's a form of guidance to say, I know that I'm going to know. I may not know today, but I know that I'm going to know. And that really helps us to get to a place of, of trust that, uh, that we can come to understand what's going on and that we can, can um, align with it and uh, be present with with it so presence is very very important in this whole process being present with what is being revealed um, putting our presence next to it and seeing if it, it aligns with us if it doesn't align with us it's probably not the truest path if it does align with us then we resonate with it and it we and then it feels true so there's no path that we can take for true spiritual guidance that leaves the self out of the equation. No one else has your best path. No one else has your best best path. Only you can determine that. And you can only determine that by whether or not it resonates with your uh, sense of alignment with your truest self. Uh, and that comes from being present with yourself long enough to listen, to just listen. Be present and listen. Be present and listen and wait to see what becomes revealed. Dreams are also very, very helpful in spiritual guidance. I have literally asked myself to dream a dream that would help me understand what's going on in my my life. And uh, and I have dreamed uh, dreams that really do help me understand what's going on in my life because they are very metaphorical. And they come directly out of the soul, the spirit, the authentic self, to reveal things to us. Sometimes they reveal to us what's going on at the level of identity. And sometimes they reveal to us what's going on at the level of the soul. But either way, we're getting information about what's really going on. And uh, so dreams are also a method that we can use for spiritual guidance. So I encourage people to write down their dreams Keep a keep a, a journal by your bed with a pen handy that you can write them, or keep a tape recorder handy so that you can tape record your dreams, and uh, and so that they'll so that you'll remember them. And once they uh, come up, then you can sort of play with the meanings and n- don't describe don't ascribe any one particular meaning to any symbol, but just sort of play with it and see what resonates inside of you. And as you do that, you'll become clearer on your own guidance. So these are some of the spiritual practices we can use. And again, I want to reiterate, the primary method is to be close to the self, the authentic self. Because what you're trying to do with all of these methods is get in li- alignment with your authentic self, or as I would also use as synonymous terms, the soul or the spirit. We want to get, uh, be in alignment with that because that's how we live life to the fullest, to, to live in alignment with the soul, the spirit, or the authentic self. Okay, that's our show for today. Remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then.
0: Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again next week.